Hello again, everybody. This is Lance Russell with Championship Wrestling with another big week. Join us right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Double Dropkick Show. I'm Heath Mulliken. Uh, Mark Whitman. And let me tell you, this may be a first. It's 8.05 at night. Mm -hmm. We have... This thing is off the rails. Yeah, boy. I mean, we're late at night. We just had a tremendous meal. We did. It was really good. And we were talking wrestling, and we started talking about some current events in wrestling. Mm -hmm. And I said, we need to hit record on this. First of all, Mark, how you doing, man? Good. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing better now that uh, we hadn't seen each other in about a month. Some, You know, just stuff. Just stuff. Life yeah. and stuff. Uh, here's what I want to talk about first. Now, if you have been following our podcast for, I want to figure out, did we start in 2014 or 2015? I have no idea. Uh... This is our anniversary month. Mm -hmm. February is when it all began. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like I said, it's been so long. I don't. I don't even did know. We, did we record in February, or did we just go out and eat lunch in February? Who yeah, I don't know. I'm. Hold on, I'm trying to find out, and it's trying to play. Hold <laughs> on. Hold on a minute. This is the first one. I didn't mean to play it. Is what got you into wrestling? Uh, we, we sound younger. Yeah, we do. Somehow, our our voices are not destroyed by by you know whiskey and cigarettes. Yeah, I don't know what my excuse is. <laughs> uh, you know, it's been years of hard living for me too. <laughs> uh, so it, it's been quite a journey. And if you follow the podcast, we record when we can, we record as much as we can, and we release it when we can. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of, not as much rhyme or reason as when we first started. And uh, swig a five-hour energy for the working man. Um, but tonight, so happy anniversary to us. Had a nice uh, steak dinner. Baked potatoes and some broccoli. That's right. We do it right. We um, don't get together as much as we used to anymore. One of us is, you know. One of us is taking care of family matters, and the other one is trying to buy a house and get married and yeah. got a real job now. And yeah, that's got a lot to do with it. Yeah. I think more than anything is you have a real job. I told somebody the other week <laughs> that, it's my job is getting in the way of my personal life. Mm -hmm. and, you know how the rest of it's been feeling. Yeah, for I know. Years, huh? I know. I know. I think eventually we're going to have to start doing some of this over the phone, don't you? I, I have going to come to that because I, I don't want to quit doing it, but I no. also understand that you know. Right. It's one of those things the, where you, you and Yoko don't. Want, I mean, you and. <laughs> that was a hundred percent joke, by the way. Yeah, Mark has met. My fiance. Oh, absolutely wonderful, lovely uh, lady. Mark has uh, been a good friend. If you follow, you know, if you follow the podcast, he was a good friend. He saw really some of the darkest, worst times of my wife's illness. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, walked with me through that. And this podcast was a was a welcome distraction, mm-hmm. and going to wrestling a welcome distraction from that saved my life. I don't say that lightly. Mm-hmm. And, but I do uh, think we're going to have to start doing some of this over the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is sad. Yeah, but it is. It is, it is what, what it is. is. Life, man. You know. Um, we did it over the phone, uh, like at the very beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. A couple of times we had to do that. So we'll figure. You know, we'll figure something out. We love. You know, it was very exciting for me. We finished eating. You said, "Hey, have you seen the CM Punk promo?" And I hadn't. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome because, like. When we started this, there was no alternative to WWE. Right. And, you know, I don't think there's any coincidence that the rise of our podcast birthed the independence and AEW. Oh, I think we can definitely take credit for that. Yes. Um, I have no problem taking credit for something that I had nothing to do with. Listen, <laughs> we've made careers out of it. Um. Speaking of the steak dinner, that's made possible by our patrons at patreon.com slash double dropkick. Like, literally, they... You said, I got to go to the store, get the stuff, and I said, do you need me to bring anything? And you didn't even respond. I did. I did. I I know. We were were at a Krispy Kreme donut a couple of weeks ago, and they're ringing it up, and I grabbed my wallet, and you went, why now? Why now? Um, but patreon.com slash double drop kick, um, is totally, totally different than this show. It is. If you want to get into the minutia of Carolinas and Georgia, any wrestling, and many of you do, um, we report on, uh, well, we, I, I talk about the you, mud show what mafia. You, what you got a rat in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So. You know, I keep you informed of all the happenings, and uh, some of our patrons they send me reports. I got a young man tonight who's uh, in Tennessee at a show and texted me, you know, messaging me and telling me how things are going. So it's good. It's you know, it's a lot of fun. But Patreon.com/slash Double Dropkick, you're going to hear. Um, yeah, we. Uh, I saw somebody tweet. Oh, this is an exclusive. And I'm like, yeah, my, our patrons knew that. Found that out about a month ago. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, it's a lot of fun. What we want to talk about tonight. It was nice, I'll be honest with you, too. Because yeah. speaking of, you know, this kind of scoops that we get. Yeah. To know that Tony Khan made an announcement and to know who everybody thought it was and to be able to say, well, I know it's not that guy. Right, right, <laughs> right. And I, and I I don't even want to tell you how I know it's not that guy. Right. Our patrons know. That's right. Our patrons know it all. Um, speaking of which, uh, Wednesday, March 30th, going to be down in Columbia trying to get the patrons together. We got some patrons in that area before AEW. We're going to see what we can do. Everybody is uh, invited but me, evidently. Well, I think you're working that day. Well, I might want to take a vacation. Well, you take, listen, I'll get you a ticket. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, I want to go, but I, I, yeah, I got so much going on in my life. I can't, uh, can't really commit. To I had a SWU student say, man, are you going to that? I'm like, yeah. And he's been wanting to go to wrestling with me. So, uh, 
Me, him, and his girlfriend are going. I should have invited you just to be like, one last time, I'm, I'd be, that'd be the best prank I'd ever play on you. Because I know but our friendship has reached the point that you would have showed up, saw there were other people going like, all right, see you later, and you just would have gone home. Nah, I probably wouldn't have done that. I, I may have. If you'd have told me, I might would have figured a way to get out of it. No, I wouldn't have told you. I'd have just made you. No, I, I wouldn't do you like that. I know not to do you like that. Yeah, that's the only thing. Uh, yeah, I don't like that. You don't like surprises when it involves having to be around other people that you don't know. Correct. Correct. Yeah. There's. Once again, I don't mind talking wrestling with people, but I don't want to talk wrestling with people that talk about Robert Gibson and Ricky or Robert Morton and Ricky Gibson. <laughs> you know. Um, speaking of surprises, that's what we want to talk about. We want to talk about the rumors of Stone Cold Steve Austin returning to WrestleMania. Yeah. Now we're recording this. On Saturday, February the 19th, mm -hmm. you just told me you watched the Elimination Chamber. Mm -hmm. It would make sense. We're all we're we're several miles down the road to WrestleMania. Yeah. That if Austin's coming back, it's got to be at the Raw. I would tomorrow. Think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but let's what, talk. What, what show is Kevin Owens on? I think, is he on Raw? He may be. Whatever show he's on will be the, the show. And it right. makes sense that it would be on, on Raw because that's right. like Austin's show. Yeah. He's on the one with Seth. I think Seth Rollins is on Raw. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. So what, what are your thoughts on a 55-year-old Steve Austin coming back? Yeah, I'm, I don't. I think it's just best to leave it alone. Yeah. I mean, he got a good send off. Yeah, you know who who the match that he had with at, at WrestleMania with The Rock was his final match. He went out on his back. Yeah, you know, it's better. Like it's just better to talk. It's kind of like that Sting and Undertaker thing. Talking yeah. about the match is better than that match ever would have been. Yeah, and I just think people have been clamoring for him to come back and have one more match. And I'm I know. And he's one of my favorite. Like he's yes. a top five favorite of mine. Yeah. But I don't want to see. It. I would rather him just have what he had. Yeah. Because it's the, to me we were talking. It's the equivalent of if the, the nineteen ninety seven WrestleMania, um, they would have brought Bruno San Martino back to have a match with Steve Austin. Yeah. And then have Bruno beat Steve Austin at right you can't build people if you keep relying on bringing right. back guys like Steve Austin right. you can't have a future it's great to have the nostalgia yeah you know and if Steve Austin if you wanted to bring him in at WrestleMania and have him come out and drink beers with the crowd I think that's great I think there's yeah. always time for that but I, to me a match there's there's a lot of downsides to it, and there's not a lot of upsides other than it will generate some interest and sell some tickets, which I guess is. I think they should pay him a million dollars and just let him host WrestleMania. Pay him $2 million. Yeah. Say, Steve, how much do you want to host? Now, having said that, the thing with Stone Cold, he wrestled the kind of style he was wrestling a 55-year-old man style when he was 30. Well, he had to. Right. You know, if you. Correct. He had that accident. I was I watched one of his old matches today. I just, because it's like the 25th mm -hmm. anniversary of um, 
the fatal four way match. Correct. With um yeah. Vader, Undertaker, Bret Hart, and Steve Austin. And I was just killing some time and I was, yeah. you know, just trying to get my mind off some things. And I had saw that online that it was twenty fifth anniversary, so I went and pulled it up and just watched the match. That's like four of my favorite wrestlers yeah. of all time in this one match. Yeah. But it was before <coughs> the accident. He was like coming off the top rope. I mean, people forget that Steve Austin had a completely different wrestling style yeah. before the, the yeah. Owen Hart match. Yeah. Just a completely different guy. And he's always been one of my favorites. But yeah, yeah he's a walking brawl guy. He could listen, man, I'm sure he could have a match with Kevin Owens where they walk around and punch each other. Yeah. And he can hit a Thez press and uh hit those uh the kicks in the corner. Hit the 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 elbow, uh, the Bret Hart elbow that he yeah. hits. You know, I mean, he could do all that and and probably not miss a beat. So he does. It's not like he's gonna have to have this technical five star classic. But hey, there's some Subway sandwiches in the fridge. If y'all want those, that's what our podcast is. The kids are all around. We're not in like some room. Like yeah, that's what you get when you listen to Double Drop Kick Show. Uh, yeah, now. this is the Mulligan House. That's right. That's I've right. Grown accustomed to it. What I Listen, I don't want everybody to think, oh, Heath and Mark sitting in some fancy studio with some fancy equipment. I don't think anybody thinks that. Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> you'd be surprised. But I I think all that stuff you just said, the punches, the kicks, the stunner, <coughs> he doesn't need a match to do all those things. That's exactly right. That's what I'm saying. You could have – why not get, get to Texas if you want to have him – do something have kevin owens run texas now and steve austin comes out they do a three minute deal if that's what you feel like you need to do yeah i just i hate i mean it doesn't i guess it gives kevin owens some rub to be in the ring with steve austin yeah but at the end of the day how does it really help him if steve austin just beats him up and leaves right but the- maybe that's not the road they're going now maybe he beats steve austin up and hits him with the stunner Leaves him laying. Maybe Austin's got a little residual guilt about the Brock Lesnar thing that he wants to pay back. Uh. I don't think he does. <laughs> Based on everything we know about Steve Austin right. losing matches. Right, right. Uh, I doubt that's the case. Right. But you never know. Right, right, right. Um, it's hard for me to imagine he comes back to get beat up in, in five minutes. Yeah. Unless there's just, because I don't think he needs the money. But maybe, you know, a couple of million dollars be nice to get in the bank. Well, I do think, would, WWE's just a jogger, juggernaut. So it's not like, you're exactly right, they need to build new stars. But I don't think bringing him back would be a setback. We wouldn't see it. Nah. But you got to think, there's a spot with Kevin Owens. And I don't know that Kevin Owens has had a memorable WrestleMania moment or match now. They just paid him a crap ton of money. So yeah. it's time to like, hey, let's use this guy properly. Correct. Um, I yeah, don't I imagine would they want to get their return on him. You know what I mean? You put some good money into him. And that's, I guess, giving him a win. If he, if he, you know, if Steve Austin seems to like Kevin Owens. Yeah. So he may, I think he, before he started using the stunner, he reached out to Steve Austin. Correct. And asked if it was okay. And I think that really made an impression on him. Yeah. That a guy that wasn't even active anymore. Right. That he would make the effort to to reach out to him. So I think that's 
you know, he may be planning on putting Owens over. We'll see. Who but knows? I kind of I don't want I don't want to see I don't want to see I didn't want to see Goldberg today. I don't want Undertaker to have another match. Right. I mean, I just you know you can't move forward to the future if you're always looking in the past. Now what Sting is doing now is just freakish. It's it is crazy, man. But Sting's like kind of giving a rub to Darby Allen. Yeah, yeah. No, you that's know, right. It, it's not it's Sting the Darby out there. Allen. It's not. Sting is not, or Darby Allen's not Sting's henchman. Right. You know, yeah. Sting is kind of Darby Allen's henchman. No, that's very true. Um, and it's about Darby Allen, and that's the way you should use those guys. I wonder, speaking of, if they're planning on doing like the Magnum TA uh, Mr. Wrestling 2 thing with them. It's hard for me to imagine Sting having a heel run to finish his career up. No. I don't think so. I wouldn't think they were going to do that, but I mean, it might make a little money. Yeah. Would they turn – I don't think they'd turn Darby Hill. No, I don't think so either. Interesting. You mentioned The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Undertaker, it, it's been announced, going into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I think we did a whole episode of him needs to be his own, just the only person in the Hall of Fame. And they've announced they're going to do it after SmackDown. I saw that. So, so I, he may be the only one going in this year. I think what I suggested on social media <laughs> was that maybe <laughs> what I, I mean suggest. somebody somebody posted about it and said, "Hey, well, how do y'all think they're going to do it?" And I said, "They've already said they're doing him Friday. Maybe they just do him Friday and then mm-hmm. they do everybody else Saturday." Have they announced anybody else? No. I'm telling you, they may be just going to do him. Yeah. I've already heard that perhaps, uh, you know, next year's California and they might do Batista then. Yeah, because they were going to do Batista last year. Is uh, Or year before. Rock's not in the Hall of Fame, is it? I see, that makes sense to have yeah. Rock go in in Hollywood. Yeah. And you could go Rock and Batista. Uh, I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't. But that's me. I wouldn't. Yeah. Um. Because I don't think there's a lot of headliners left. I got you. You know? And, yeah. And you're using up two headliners in one year. Yeah, you're right about that. I mean, there's there's bound to be a time soon. Yeah. When they're going to be like, ugh. And you, you got to, you know, Cena's going to go in, I would yeah. imagine, in the next couple of years. Yeah. Um, Rock is one. Batista is one. And after that. I mean, we're getting into, like, Triple H. And I don't know that they're going to put Triple H yeah. in right now. I, you know, I may be wrong. Boy, talk about karma. You know? Yeah. Talk about karma with Triple H, man. That's. I wonder if that's – wonder if it's, people are, like, online wanting me to feel sad for him and HBK. I have yet to figure out why people feel bad for these guys. I wonder if – no, I mean, you know. Maybe this is how Booker T felt after WrestleMania. <laughs> you know, maybe, right. you know. I heard a story one time um, that Shane Douglas told. Yeah. On a shoot interview where they were, they were he was in the clicks room. And they, yeah. were, they were mad at somebody. And it might have been uh, Chris Candido. Yeah. <clears throat> and 
he said they were sitting there talking about it like and saying, Hey, rather than make rather than get him fired, let's starve him out. Let's make sure he doesn't make any money for the next year and then let's get him fired. Let's mm. ruin this guy's life. Wow. You know? And that's who those guys are. Yeah. So for me to feel bad Right. Because they took NXT away from him. I'm kind of glad they did. I never have been enamored with Triple H. Right. Like a lot of people are. Right. Never, man. I've just never got. I get it, I guess. But he's like. He was always the guy with the guy. And But like they have tried to create this uh, this thing where he is on the same level. As Steve Austin and The Rock and The Undertaker, and he's not. Right. And they've tried to convince you that in the ring, he's on the same level as Shawn Michaels, and he's not. Right. He's the one that was pushing for the Montreal screw job. Yeah. He's, he, to me, based on everything I know about the guy, doesn't seem like a very good guy. Right. You know? Right. So I don't care that they took it. I'm glad that they took NXT from him. I would go so far as to say that, especially after the Booker T thing. I think that I, I know as someone who talks about indie wrestling a lot, I still don't think the fans understand this shift and how much it's going to affect the independence yeah. mm -hmm. because you know we always say oh you need to go see these guys before they make it big and that was already a one in a million shot mm -hmm. and now you got wwe saying you know triple h was like yep he's getting all these indie guys he's got gay uh -huh. sapolsky they fired william regal his job was basically hey find us some indie guys yeah but now they're like who plays for yeah who's, georgia tech uh, who are these athletes that are not going to be good enough to go pro. Yeah, that we can bring in. They're not watching. They're not watching independent wrestling. They watch the Olympics. Yeah, and they, they already like, signed one of the wrestlers from the Olympics. Right, uh, Gable Landerson yeah. or something and then, like that. Uh, some young lady they signed her too. Um, that's they're watching. They're watching everything else. They got some. They, they don't. They and I've always heard this about that company. They don't want people that grew up watching wrestling who think they know how it works. Right. They want people that don't have any wrestling knowledge so right. they can tell them how to do it their way. Right. 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 That's what they're looking for because um, they're a TV production company. Right. They're not a pro wrestling company. That's a, was strange to me the other, uh, you know, a year ago whenever when Punk made his debut and he said something about it, he quit wrestling 15 years ago or whatever and he's now he's back to pro wrestling and people kind of got upset well how can you believe he didn't call wwe it's a, they don't claim to be pro no. wrestling. they don't say wrestling on the air right they call themselves entertainment yeah that's what they are and that's fine yeah you know i i enjoyed the show that i watched this afternoon i didn't enjoy it as much as i enjoy AEW. yeah typically yeah but I still enjoyed it. I mean, yeah. I, I watched the whole thing. I had some popcorn and, mm -hmm. a, and a Diet Coke and I sit and watched this Elimination Chamber match and I said, that's pretty decent. Yeah. You didn't, you mean you didn't tweet that you hated it or you loved it? No, the only thing I didn't like, there's only one match that I didn't like and I'm there. 
Well, two, because the Miz had a match on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. I, I still don't understand how you fire Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt and Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish and Keith Lee and all these other people. But Baron Corbin still got a job. Him and Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss are running around acting like goofs. Yeah. Acting like no adult human being that I know acts. I, I saw something about Mad Cat Moss got dropped on his head, and I don't even Dude, know who that was. He's a, I didn't know who it was till today. Never seen him had a match. Yeah. I just know I was watching it and couldn't fast forward. <laughs> I would have normally, normally I pause these shows for about 20 minutes before yeah. I start them. So that I can fast forward through. I choose one match to fast forward through. Mm-hmm. This was the match I would have fast forwarded through, but I didn't pause it long enough. So I still had to watch the match. I don't understand why you get rid of people with talent mm-hmm. and keep guys like that. I don't, I'm not advocating for them to be fired. I mean, they can. They need people to set the ring up. <laughs> they need people to work in catering. They need people right. to do a lot of things, but right. I don't understand why you fire people who have talent. Yeah. And keep people. Because he's one of those guys that they went and found. Yeah. That's got a lot to do with it. I yeah. think he's yeah. a guy that they found, that they trained. Baron Corbin. And he does it their way. Yeah. Probably doesn't ask a lot of questions. He doesn't right. probably have a right. very big uh, pro wrestling IQ. Right. He's saying, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. Right. I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Um, they don't seem to want the dissenting opinion anymore. Yeah, and Barry, Cor- Barry, 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 oh, Barry. Cor- might as well call him. Man. He is my back. He doesn't. Have, <laughs> he doesn't have like the indie experience to like draw from or no fall back on. He's a he's a company man. And that's probably got. That's probably why he's around. And, and the same with the Miz. Exactly. I'm exactly. seeing a pattern here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably they tell him what to do, and they say okay. All right. Let's. As opposed to a guy like Steve Austin, that that is the catalyst for all this. To be honest with you, to take it back, the reason that they like guys like that is they don't want guys like Steve Austin anymore that can say, I don't like that. I'm going to go home and it have a it has an impact on their business. Right. Roman Reigns could quit. Yeah. It wouldn't change their business at all now. Right. He could leave, go to, go to TNA impact or whatever they're calling that show now. Yeah. And WWE's not missing a beat, not losing a dime. Yeah. But they lost money when Steve Austin walked out and they lost money when the rock went to Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, you, they lost money when Ultimate Warrior left, and when Hulk Hogan left, and when Randy Savage left. So, and Bret Hart and, St- and Shawn Michaels. <laughs> um, you just mentioned something. And Bruno San Martino. Bruno San Martino. Yes, thank you. He was and the superstar Billy Graham. They were the king of the independents. Did not lose money when Bob Backlund left, by the way, because they had Hulk Hogan to take over. Um, you mentioned. Let's. Th- I'm going to throw out some names. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Corbin, Miz, Reigns. I'll throw Goldberg in there. Okay. Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar. You know some of the, who else are they pushing? Who else are some of the big names? I think Seth Rollins is probably up there. But okay, um, so I wouldn't put Seth. I'm saying Randy Orton. Randy Orton. I'd throw him in there. 
Because Randy, out of my face. sorry, Randy Orton and all those other names I just mentioned, they are <clears throat> WWE. They did not wrestle in armories and high school gyms. Mm-hmm. They are W or in Goldberg's case, power plant to WCW. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to go around setting up rings. He didn't have to. Well, I think he may have back then. I, when I was watching Goldberg today, all I was thinking was, why didn't they push Goldberg like Goldberg when he was in his prime? How much money could they have made oh, right. to push him this way when they had him in his prime? Right. Because well, I haven't been watching it, so I don't know how they're pushing him. Well, he lost the match, but, I mean, they last year they built the Fiend up to the point where, where oh. he beat him. You know, he beat the Fiend yeah. at one of those shows last year and took the title from him to hit into WrestleMania. I mean, they book him like Goldberg should have been booked. Five-minute matches with a couple of moves that he wins. Right. Obviously, he lost today, but what I mean is book him like a badass. Yeah. But they didn't book him like that. Yeah. Because Triple H was there. Right. Yeah. I see a pattern. And as Scott Steiner said one time when they walked in and said, hey, we need you to go take a drug test to see if you're on steroids, he said, good, go get Triple H and we can ride over there together. And if you're not going to give him one, you're not going to give me one either. Right. <laughs> oh, man. That's one of the most famous stories. And I don't know if it – I mean, I'm assuming. Who knows if it's true. I mean, I'm, Scott Steiner's not one to spin a yarn. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like, you don't hear stories of Steiner embellishing. <laughs> oh. Nobody, nobody's like, you know, Scott Steiner had an opinion that he just left unexpressed. <laughs> you don't ever hear those stories. See, you know, it, was, it was that Kevin Sullivan would tell stories about, like, getting manged to go give him finishes and stuff like that. Oh. Yeah, because, like, you just never knew what you were going to get. So they, right. they knew that, like, he would be cool. Like, he was basically anybody he was cool with when they yeah. had to give him bad news. They would be like, hey, can you go tell Scott that we, yeah. <laughs> that we need for him to, to put Sid over tonight? <laughs> That's funny. Um. Back to the Undertaker. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're all over the place. Who did work the territory? Big Red, yeah, Texas Red. Hey, you're going to get I'm assuming you're getting the main Mark Callis. Oh, that's uh that's already pre-ordered. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's pre-ordered. Who As a matter of fact, that one's I wish I had bought two. I actually have a I I got the Undertaker Ultimate Edition Undertaker in the package cuz when last year or a couple of years ago when Kane ran for mayor of Knox County, his big fundraiser was he dressed up like Kane and brought the Undertaker in, and they did an autograph signing. Oh yeah, that's three hours from here. Yeah, and if they do it when he runs for re-election, my plan is to try to go up there and yeah, and get that figure signed. I think there was a guy around here who went and did that, and then like within like two weeks was trying to sell the picture of him and no he wasn't trying he was trying to sell the autographs though. yeah yeah i don't i'm not gonna sell i no, never right. i don't wouldn't sell any of them i get them right. autographed I, I ask for them to be personalized because i want them for display reasons right you know um and i think more and more they want to personalize because they don't no, want for to that s- reason but i'm gonna be honest with you they don't uh it doesn't really add a lot of value to a figure to have it autographed no. anymore. Unless it's, you know, if you had a an Ultimate Warrior that was signed, okay, and you got some proof. But, you know, I'm looking at 
on your mantle there, Matt Hardy and, and uh, um, FTR, FTR, Magnum TA, Sting. Now those aren't signed. Yeah, uh, and even Hogan. Um, basically, if you if you want to if you especially if you live in this part of the country and you want to meet Matt Hardy, you should be able to do that. Yeah, you should be able to get your stuff signed. Now. Yeah. I mean, if you've been a wrestling fan for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and you haven't met yeah, a lot of those guys. I think that's know. the third local – we made him at Fan Fest, and that's the second time I've seen him. I know yeah. he's wrestled in Spartanburg three or four oh, times yeah, he's since we started the podcast. Yeah, but and then before that, they were all over this area. Even, right. you know, Hogan, you can go down to his shop and buy – a figure that signed mm-hmm. with a certificate of authenticity from the shop, right? For you know two hundred bucks, you know, and that figure right there—I don't know what it goes for, but it's probably a, a hundred dollar figure anyway, without the autograph. I want to say this is the one from—I think that's WrestleMania, and he's got the, That's my favorite. That's my favorite WWE title. Uh. Because it was like more like the original NWA belt. It's got the flags, yeah. mm-hmm. and I've I've kind of reached that point where if I was going to buy a replica title, I would buy that one instead of the NWA. Because yeah. because you go to a show, everybody's got that NWA belt. You know, if I'm buying a title, mm-hmm. it, it would be um, I like that NWA belt. Yeah, I, I've never been a huge fan of the big gold belt. Right, would be the winged eagle belt. Yeah. Which I think is probably my favorite title, yeah. the TV title, mm-hmm. and then that '90s, early '90s WCW US title, which I thought was a beautiful belt. Which the, it's with, the one that Lex Luger carried. There's a lot of pictures of Lex Luger with that belt, with like the gold. It's, yeah, it's got the gold, but it's got some red, red, white, and blue on yeah, it. Yeah, so well. um, that's the, a beautiful. The belt. Chester heavyweight title is a replica of that. But they customized it right. for like APW. Yeah, but that's a that's a yeah, really I've sweet always design. Liked that belt. Yeah, that was. Um, and then I like the Steve Austin smoking skulls belt. Yeah, that's I've good. always liked it. You can get like there's some there's a flare belt and it's designed for the big gold, but the side plates are all his title wins, hmm. and that would be a pretty. I think that's like four fifty, but there's like some Steve Austin belt that you. It's like a thousand bucks. They did. Uh, they did an Undertaker belt recently too. Yeah. Um, but I'm not a belt guy. I'm not a belt right. collector. Right. Right. But if those would be the ones that I would get. Um. Who who who's going to induct the Undertaker? You think? Well, I think the the dark horse candidates. Mm-hmm. I would say are are Triple H. No, uh, he's not a dark horse. Kane and Steve Austin. Are probably dark horse mm-hmm. candidates. Uh, more than likely, uh, Vince McMahon, Triple H, or Shawn Michaels, I would guess. And it may be a combination of the. Th- Maybe I think it'll probably wind up being Shawn Michaels and Triple H. But if they're doing, um, and another dark horse mm-hmm. uh, would be JBL, mm-hmm. that people may not be thinking of. Uh, Bruce Pritchard is a dark horse to induct him. Yeah. Here's what here's what I would do if it were up to me. 
He's the only – we're doing him Friday night. He's mm-hmm. the only one we're doing. And I'd let all – I would do an hour. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. And I would, I would get let multiple. Them all talk. Yeah. I would let them all talk. Because, you know, they did that tribute to him that night. Yeah. And – I don't know that I've ever watched that. Nobody – it was terrible, man. Yeah. There was nobody there. Yeah. No fans. No fans. Nobody said anything. All they did was walk to the ring, and then he come down, and then that was it. Yeah. He deserves a little bit better than that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I might just make the whole thing about him, and I would have all those people speak. His main rivals over mm-hmm. the years. I would, I would kind of have them all speak, man. Just, and I would keep it condensed. I would not just let them get up there and ramble for 20 minutes. Right. Say, look, uh, you got five minutes. Tight. You got a tight five. I'd be curious to go back because I know we have talked about this before. And I I know we even debated, does the Undertaker give a speech or does he just come out? Does the Undertaker do – does he – but oh, I think, that ship is sailed. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 right. Yeah. We're in a, I mean, that, but that's how long ago this was. Is This was before you had Broken Skull Sessions and you had, I mean, this was. That whole that's documentary a, that they did. I mean, that's how, great. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's how long we've been doing this podcast yeah. when, you know, Kayfabe was still on life support. <laughs> um, that was to me, I remember, te- well, I think we texted each other once that, that that was the nail in the coffin. No pun intended. Right. It was him like coming out as Mark Calloway. Yeah. That was kind of the end. To me, that's the end of that's when I quit like worrying about all the other stuff. Right. Like, you know, okay, well everything's everything's out now, you know. Yeah. There's no When he when you know when he did all those cameos. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that Granny. was a good pay <laughs> Granny. <laughs> You want to be a Scooby Doo? <laughs> that was the guy's Scooby Doo. A W Scooby Dooby Doo. One forty three. <laughs> I understand you like the Undertaker. Thank <laughs> God, man. Okay, that's when we. That's what it was. That's when we said, "Well, kayfabe is dead." <laughs> <laughs> the spirit of wrestling is dead. If it ever had one. <laughs> Um, but it, it's, it, you know, it's, it's, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's really sad. I mean, we, you know, our, we remember when the undertaker debuted and it was like, that's me, Mark Callis. I remember watching mean Mark. I like mean Mark Callis. Yeah, man. He's you know, great, I liked man. him and I definitely remember the, like, yeah. Watching that guy's entire career was pretty cool, man. And he's. He's one of my favorites, man. Yeah. I don't I mean he's he's top five. Easy. I was trying to think the other day like who my favorites are. Yeah. Like, how do you list like your because we were talking about promo, favorite promos yeah. and favorite, And I was like, who are like my ten favorite wrestlers? Yeah. If I had to Yeah. If I had to narrow it down to ten, and I don't know. I would be curious if I like if if we made a list, how many would be before the podcast, <laughs> and how many would all be ten? All ten, yeah. I can't imagine that there's anybody that would make my favorite of all time list. There's nobody I can think of. See, I think for me, 
like kind of falling in love with Stan Hansen. Mm-hmm. I think being introduced to other things and, you know, before we started this podcast, I didn't know who Kenta Kabashi was and yeah. didn't know who Miss Hiro Masao was and, you know, didn't know a lot of that. You know, and it's, I mean, I really, I know, no, I'm, I'm that rare guy. I mean, I really do enjoy the Young Bucks. I really enjoy FTR. Yeah, I love FTR. If I, you know, if I had I, to list my top ten tag teams, I, I think FTR might okay. be on there. Um, yeah, um, I, I would be. Yeah, but I'd have to think. I would have to think about whether they were top ten. You know, they're definitely top twenty. They're definitely my favorite tag team now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're definitely my favorite tag team of probably the last twenty years. I yeah. can't think of anybody else. You know, you know who really has become one of my favorites, and like, I don't know that he's ever done any kind of sign in or has. I and I know that I am in the minority. <laughs> I really like Brock Lesnar. You're really, not in the minority with me. He's like. Yeah, he's my favorite today. I, I haven't. Yeah, yeah. I haven't listened to the Pat McAfee. It's good. I watched. I've kind of been watching. I watched the last of it. I fell asleep today. Yeah, and it it just started playing, and I caught some of it. It's like a completely different. Yeah, version it's like where is this guy been? And he said he was having like a lot of fun right now. Yeah, he talked about like, but he did say. Uh, He's like, you know, being out in front of people, he said it just, he said it, it's emotionally draining to me to perform in front of a crowd. Yeah. He said even back to when I wrestled in high school, I would need a day or two to recuperate from cuz he said it's not that I don't like people. Uh-huh. I just don't like being around a lot of people and I can yeah. appreciate that. You know, it's not that I don't like yeah. you. It's just that it is exhausting for some people. Yeah. They're not like you. Right. You're one of those guys that's exhausting for you to keep your mouth shut sometimes. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that to me. Well, no. like you, I remember you telling me one time you met this lady on an elevator and you started talking to her. And I was like, why? You're like, well, I just thought I might could be a blessing to her that day. Yeah. You know? And I'm just the opposite. Yeah. I'm like, I could be a blessing to this lady by just leaving her alone. Right. She could be a blessing to me by not making eye contact with me. And just <laughs> letting me drink this coffee, you know? Right. So, so people are different. Yeah. That's the point of that. <laughs> yeah. Now, some people, it is, you know, it's not that you don't like people. Right. It's exhausting to be around a bunch of people sometimes. Right. And I think, you know, I think that that may win Brock Lesnar some fans because we don't know a whole lot about Brock Lesnar. Dude, he, when he won today, yeah. spoiler alert, when he won the title today, as yeah. he walked through the crowd, he stopped. And leaned back in all the people and held the belt up, and they were all taking selfies with him. And then he went to the other side, and he was like, yeah, he's being a baby face. Huh. I think some of the don't talk to me, leave me alone, I hate people stuff was because he was being a heel, and he was living that gimmick. Yeah. And now he's living the gimmick of being the baby face, which is why you're seeing this version of him. Why? And isn't it crazy that we're going to get baby face Brock Lesnar very versus weird. heel Brock Lesnar? I mean, heel Roman Reigns. Yeah, it's very strange. How did they book that? I, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. I, you know, 
I've always said, if we've been saying it for years, you think Roman Reigns is the number one guy in that company, but he's not. Right. Mike Lesnar is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's the number one guy in that company. Somebody, they ask, my favorite quote, uh, they said, does anybody ever jump the rail on you like they did on Seth Rollins? And he said, I wish, I dare somebody yeah. <laughs> I love to jump the rail on me. Right. He'd kill somebody. Man. Um he almost kills the guys he likes. That's right. Um, I'm very curious. You know, it's title versus title. I'm very curious how they book that. Like, does the person win and then they're going to be on both? Because I've heard, I've heard that when Brock was on SmackDown there, that uh, the USA wants him on Raw and Fox wants him on well, of SmackDown. Of course. Of course they do. Now he may be open to being on both shows. Listen, if the NBC deal is imminent, who knows? Who knows? Well, they just did some stuff with Disney too, you know, overseas. Well, see, that's a deal with Disney. I think that's just um, overseas distribution because yeah. they can't. You can't get Peacock over there. Right, but what I'm saying is they. They put some pen on paper with Disney too. Yeah, they're not going. They're going to sell it to if they're going to sell. They're yeah. going to sell it to the highest bidder. That's right. You know, stellar comedy. Yeah, they wanting to get. I'm sure. I'm, I'm guessing they're not going to say, "Hey, yo, 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 Disney and NBC, y'all settle down. Yeah, let's not get into a bidding war here. I want to who's going to make me the most as many billions as I feel like I need to say this because I know people are going to ask, and I do want to say this. SOS Studios LLC will not be making a bid <laughs> for the WWE. Should though? Why not? Like just a listen, listen. We already own enough properties, and uh, I just listen. Please don't. I quit messaging me. I ain't doing it. <laughs> I ain't doing it. Uh, you know, whatever. Um. It's a it's a fascinating time to be a wrestling fan. It really is to see you know this this wrestling company that's more of a TV studio and just a content creator for a bigger company at this point. And they're and they're making billions. Yeah, one billion. I mean, that had to be. They're not losing money, from what I understand. They made about fifty million dollars today. (laughs) Right. Right. Today. Yeah. On that one show. And people, I, I, I saw or heard somebody talking about this. People need to understand what happened today. You say whatever you will about WWE. They made more money today. I bet they made enough money today to pay the entire AEW rosters full, full contracts all the way through. Yeah. No. Um but the fact that you had multiple women's matches, yeah, that those women's matches were advertised in Saudi Arabia, yeah, that's a big deal. You know, it really is. I was kind of thinking about that as I was watching it today, and and thinking, you know, they were catching a lot of grief for some of this for doing these shows. Yeah, but when you look and you see little kids 
chanting for a Jewish man mm. and chanting and cheering for an African-American woman mm. who won a match. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and you and you see that, you say, well, maybe. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are affecting some cultural change there. Maybe this is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, now there was a point when Drew McIntyre swung an axe or swung a sword at Happy Corbin. And he said something about, no, he's trying to cut my head off. And I thought that was a little tone deaf. I yeah. don't think anybody thought. I don't think they thought that no, through. I don't. No. I don't think they did it to be. Yeah. To call attention to it, but I think it was probably shouldn't have had that. Somebody should have said, "Let's not do that." It feels like that's a line written by one of the nerds that hadn't left their mother's house. Yeah. That just that was tone deaf to where some some yeah. things that some there. Listen, <laughs> there've been some bad things happening in that area okay there were some terrible things yes and i'm not defending wwe's being there but there does seem to be some positives coming out right of it. from their first time over there there's been some <coughs> major changes yes man. within what wwe is allowed to do mm-hmm. over there which is very R- interesting ronda rousey came out so i think she should do this more often mm-hmm. she came out in the gi that she wore in the olympics yeah with no makeup on yeah and dude she looked like a killer she looked like a killer dressed like that man yeah like she should think about dressing like that mm. Mm. Anyway. Something to think about. So we started this episode talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we wanted to talk about The Undertaker, too. Uh-huh. Two guys in their mid-50s. Uh-huh. They both had pretty good careers. I would say, you know. First ballot Hall of Famers. Yeah. Um, And we're fine with them riding off into the sunset and just being done. I wish they would. I, I hate, you know, you just, I don't ever want to see Undertaker have another match like he had with Goldberg. Right. I don't want to see him have a match like he and Kane had with, with HBK and Triple H. Um, yeah, I just don't want to see that. I would rather remember him good. Now, if Austin and Undertaker Wanted to wrestle too. If they wanted to wrestle the Miz and somebody in a tag team match, somebody that's just going to bounce and around for them get, and get just, out the. You know uh, what was it? Undertaker and Cena did the thing at WrestleMania a year or two ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Cena, all that happened was Taker come out and hit his big moves, and that was it. Yeah. And Cena probably marked out the whole time, yeah. as he should. And it didn't hurt John Cena. No, you know no. you weren't sacrificing somebody. Yeah. that that you were trying to build up. He's a made man. You can't hurt him, right? Um, so and now he's a listen. Have you watched? Oh, Peace- he's going to be an A lister. I'm not. I have not watched Peacemaker. I watched the first episode, and yeah. then I realized that they were going to be doing that once a week thing. And I said, you know, I think I'll wait till they're mm-hmm. all there, and then I'll watch them. I did watch Reacher, by the way. Great. He, yeah, like John Cena. He's he's made man in two businesses now. Yeah, because I think that caught everybody. 
his turn in Suicide Squad mm-hmm. caught everybody off guard. It did. I think people stepped up and said, "Man, this you know he's got some. He's got comedic timing." Yes, that's you can't teach that. No, that you cannot teach time. No, no. You can do a lot of things. You can have a great script. You can't teach timing, and he's got it. Yeah. Yep. And he looks like a full-grown man who could beat somebody up. Yeah. I was watching the the Reacher show. Yeah. Um, which is based on the Jack Reacher books, yeah. which I've talked about. I'm a big fan of. Yeah. And as I was watching it, I was thinking this like this would have been a great vehicle for John Cena. Right. Because he fits the physical description of Jack Reacher too. I mean, he's six foot five and two hundred seventy pounds. He. I don't know a lot about Peacemaker. But that's a character you couldn't really get. I mean, it's kind of a silly, out there kind of character. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that you could really get a. I don't know that someone would take a an established actor seriously in that role. Right. So to draft to draft draft to get not an unknown. He's unknown as an actor. Yeah. Um, to pull Cena in, I think was brilliant. Glad I did it. Yeah, yeah, you had a great idea there. Yeah. yeah they should listen to you more often. Right. But I, you know, Batman, I mean, DC's kind of hitting on some cylinders now. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Batman. The Flash looks pretty good. Yeah. The Batgirl TV show. They just, uh, Michael Keaton's in that. On the TV show? Yeah, he's just he's like cameo, but they had uh, stills of the him in the bat suit. Well, I, I thought that was for the Flash. Oh, he's both. He's doing both. Oh, awesome! I'm so glad he's back. Spider Man, did you see Spider Man into the multiverse? You saw that, right? Yeah. Okay, I was thinking. There's no. Did you see the Doctor Strange promo? Yeah. From the Super Bowl. I think I did. Where clearly Patrick Stewart is speaking. Okay, so, yes, pretty awesome. Patrick Stewart, of course, oh, you know, people have been doing my voice forever. <laughs> right. It's like Andrew Garfield saying he wasn't right. in the Spider-Man. Uh, it's a great time to be. Yeah, man. I, you know. Because you got to figure, they had time to punch these scripts up a little bit. They just yeah. hope they didn't overdo it. Like, yeah. Like Lucas, man. I rewatched um, the original Star Wars trilogy yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Just like yeah. over like a week when I was looking, I was like, you know, today I think I'm going to. So I watched A New Hope, and then a couple of days later I watched Empire Strikes Back. And, then, mm-hmm. and I thought, I've seen these remastered ones, or these the special editions so many times, I don't remember mm-hmm. the original. Yeah, and I would like to find those and kind of rewatch them the way they originally were, because I'd heard they were going to re-release those. Right, uh, and then, then obviously I don't think they ever did. I got the VHSs somewhere, I think. You know, I had them and I got rid of them, and I wish I hadn't, because you can sell those for some cash now. Yeah, I had so many different VHS copies of Star Wars. I had the originals, yeah, like when they first put them out that you could buy a set. That's why mm-hmm. I got them for Christmas one year. Yeah. And then they did they did those in a new in new cases. And I had those. And then they had the remastered ones in gold cases and I had those. Yeah. And then they released them in a different case and I had that, you know. Mm-hmm. 
I've got the Blu-ray thing now. Because I'm a mark. I'm a Star Wars mark. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I rewatched that. My point was, I hope they don't uh, keep tinkering with these scripts so yeah. much that they ruined them. That they, you know. Yeah. Uh, with all these couple of extra years. I had a guy the other day. He's like, uh, man, I'm just, I can't believe they, they got Bruce Wayne looks like a heroin actor in this new movie. And this is a guy's a huge Batman fan. Mm-hmm. Huge Batman. And he's just like poo-pooing it. And I'm like, well, if you fought crime every night and got two hours sleep, what do you think you'd look like? That's a good point. That's a good point. If you had to stay up all day. And live two lives. That's a good point, man. You would probably look terrible, too. And you were getting beat up, but you couldn't sell it during the day. Yeah. You know. That's good. And you were carrying the emotional trauma of seeing your parents killed in front I mean, of you? you know. Hey, take it from me. It takes a toll on a man. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite. We'll end with this. One of my favorite stories. We were, do, we were doing a mission trip down. So you just went into preacher mode. He sounded just like a preacher. I'm gonna end with this one of my favorite one of my favorite stories. The band can go ahead and come on up. We get <laughs> yeah. ready to close. Every, every, every head bowed, every eye closed. <laughs> uh, we're down in Puerto Rico on a mission trip, and uh, I don't know if you know it's hot in Puerto Rico. And where the guys were staying, we're staying at the school in the gym. And in the gym, there's literally one room that's got air conditioning. And that's where we were staying. So you get out in the morning, you're working in the hot sun, and it's hot, and you just drained. And then you hit that air conditioning room, and you just done. But it's in a gym. So we'd get back, and we'd play basketball. But there was this one kid, Travis Teagan, and he just would sleep. We'd come back. He's always taking a nap. And so one of the guys found out, Travis, every time we come back, why are you taking a nap? Why are you taking a nap every day? And Travis said, Cause I'm Batman. <laughs> we just uh, we popped. Cause he just was a real quiet kid. Yeah. We all popped and and uh, once you come, you know, every head bowed, every eye closed. Not gonna look around. Nobody's looking around. <laughs> Not gonna embarrass you. you. Raise your hand if you think that story we're was anticlimactic. Say, Somebody gonna, wants to come out and talk to we're, you. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna sing one verse of this song. <laughs> And, the, and no more. I ain't gonna delay it. I ain't gonna prolong it. And for the double dropkick show, I'm Heath Mulligan. And I'm Mark Whitman. And that's it this week, fans. So long for now.